0: Some things come at us to attack us, to make us feel like we're still slaves. Amen. But when we know that he has made us free, the Bible tells us that whom the son shall set free is free indeed. So who is it based upon? It's not based upon you. So I want to ask you another question. Why are you still trying to become free? When God has already made us free. Because we're trying to find freedom in everything else. Let me me just break it down. We try to find freedom in people. We try to find freedom in things. And we're free. So half of this worry... being worried about different things is coming from us trying to do something that he's already done. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: I believe some of us haven't gotten it. That's the reason why we can cry, Abba, Father, because we're no longer slaves to sin. See, when you, when we, I'm going to say we, some people get offended. When we keep on doing something that he's paid the price for, we don't realize that we're free. We're free, y'all. And we need to stop acting like we're in bondage. Come on, people that's been saved for 20 years is still acting like they're in bondage. And the reason why is because we have a tendency to forget that he has already made us free. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit and we have the word of God. They work together to remind us of who we are now that we're in Christ. But look at your neighbor and say, oops, I forgot. You didn't know you had the Holy Spirit. And you didn't know you had the word. Wow. Because if we did, we would zip it and quit it. If you know what you already have, if I know I have a car that I can drive. Yeah, by the way, I don't drive like that. But if I know I have a car that I can drive and I'm sitting in the house and I'm calling a cab. But I have the keys to my car. The car's sitting outside waiting on me to get into it. And I'm begging God, God, send somebody to pick me up. Not because I can't drive. Because I haven't realized what I have. So the cab driver pull up and see all the cars in the yard and say, if the cars broke down, the reason why you called me. No, they're working perfectly fine. Well, do you have the keys? Do you have, yes, I do have. Well, why did you call me? I have to make it real. Because, see, we make it like God is just not God. Because we don't see him the way we need to see him. And God shared this with me. I'm telling you, when you get intimate with him and you spend time with him, God will begin to open up some simple things into you. Have anybody ever bargained with God? How dare you? Have anybody ever bargained with God because... We wanted things to be like we wanted them to be. Oh, wow. So sometimes we'll sit up and say, well, God, can you just let this last to this long? And I remember the Holy Spirit speaking and saying, how can you tell God how long you want something to last? What you need to do is get into alignment with the plan that he has for you. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? He said, get into the alignment because he knows the plan that he has for you. Plans for good and not evil. Plans for what? A hope and a future. So God knows what he has for us. So God say, get off the kick of bargaining with me and saying, God, okay, let it stop here. Or let it start here. Start and stop. No. God, let it be what you want it to be. Not what I want it to be because what I want it to be might not be my the best you have for me. Amen. We miss out on the best that God has for us because we decide when we want to do this or when we want to, we decide when we want somebody to take something from us that God said, I don't want them to do it. We decide instead of waiting on God, the one that we supposed to know, the one that we supposed to have that relationship, the one that We come into fellowship with, participation with. That's what fellowship is. It's participating. It's a sharing. So God was willing to share with us everything that he has. And you know what just grieves me, and I know it's the Holy Spirit in me. God was willing to share everything. And some of us, you see, I said some. We got to break the prow of a fence because your minds are working 90 miles a minute trying to me, me, she ain't talking to me, she ain't prideful self. I know the word prideful self. He shared all this with us. And some of us are too lazy to open it up and see what we have in him. Because we're about everything else except what we need to be about. We have no excuse. Quit making excuses for not getting into the word. We got 24 hours in a day. And I don't know what you're doing so important that you can't open this word and stop what you're doing to say, speak, Lord. I need to hear from you. Athea, you heard that, right? I need to hear from you. I'm hearing that song. You know what I'm talking about? I need to hear from you. What's the name of that song? I need to hear from you. You have Samuel Blake? Samuel Blake's. I need to hear from you. Just take my husband's phone. You got mine, but it's probably up there if you can um, search it out. She's laughing. She's laughing. Let me tell you something. God is so good because he knows exactly what we need. I had one song on my heart that I wanted to do. See what I'm saying? God has turn some stuff around. God know what we need and when we need it, y'all. I just love him so much. God cares so much about me, y'all. Let me tell you how much my father cares about me. I was sharing it with my dad, and um, I had found a desk that I wanted to put into my office at home. I got to have a certain way I have to sit when I'm studying. See, I'm over here, but I got to spin around over here. Anyway, found one. My husband went to get it for me. That's such a good man. He spent two hours trying to take that desk apart. Could not get it apart. So I'm at home saying, Holy Spirit, help him. Show him. Because the door in their home was 28 inches. The desk was 32. So he said, I got to take it apart to get it out. I said, help him, Holy Spirit. Show him. So two hours later, he told me, he said, I couldn't get it apart. I said, okay. But guess what? He had the majority of the desk on his trailer that he had already taken out the house. The lady told him, she said, take that home with you. She gave him back the check, take it home with you. And she said, we will deliver the last piece of it to you. So then the lady texted me, she said, um, Saturday, me and my husband was getting ready to go out of town. And I told my husband, I said, you know what? They're gonna get that desk apart because God know what's needed. Jess spoke it. About five minutes later, she texted me. She said, we got the desk apart. We're going to deliver you that desk Monday. My daddy loved me. I don't know about you, but who lets you take furniture home out of their home and don't take nothing for it? And just say, take what you got. See, God will touch whomever heart he need to touch for us. So, see, I'm not a slave no more. I'm free and I can talk to my daddy. Because my daddy know what I need. See? So he want to speak to you. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Everything we need is already done. And the only thing we have to do is praise our way through it. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nobody like Jehovah. Amen. Amen. He is worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will meet you where you at. God know what you need. You know, everybody may not praise him the same way. Some people may just lift their hands and just wave them. Some people may just stomp their feet. Some people may just say, Hallelujah, softly. But some people that has been in it for the long haul, they begin to cry from the pit of their belly. See, we don't know what people go through. Nobody know but God. And sometimes those cries that's deep within, when we begin to bring them up, it's like a well of water. It's like a well of life that's coming through us because we're saying, God, thank you. We're just, we're just thanking God. Because we know if it wasn't for him, and that's when the peace of God just come in, and it overtakes you when you begin to praise. I hear this in my spirit. Some people are just too stubborn to praise. Some people just have such a stubbornness on them that they refuse to praise God because they think that, you know, if I begin to praise him, I won't look fly. I want people to look, be... Who cares Who looking at you? People don't know what you go through at night. People don't know how you tossing and turning. People don't know your story. Some people see the glory, but they don't know your story. Some of us can smile and act like everything all right. But when the Holy Ghost get a hold of you... Come on, you come out of that dignified mode. You begin to shout... You begin to jump. You begin to wail because you know. Come on. Don't let the Holy Ghost arrest you because he'll do it. He'll do it. Hallelujah. Oh, God, have your way. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory God. Come on, we're not gonna rush him. We're not gonna rush him. Until there is a move. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Glory God. Glory God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all right to praise him. It's all right to praise him because he's just that good. He's just that good. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Glory God.
2: Giants are still being slain.
0: Glory.
1: Hallelujah.
0: For the word, hallelujah. We just had to shake some things loose, Father God. We thank you, we praise you, God. We lift you up on today. We thank you for your word, God, that's going forth in demonstration and in power on today. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, which is our helper, which is our teacher, which is our comforter. Holy Spirit, I need your help today. I cannot, I will not do it by myself. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're the one that helps me to teach the people of God, on today. And I thank you, Father, that I am crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who live in me. So, Father, I'm not going on myself. I'm going on the strength which you have given me, God, to preach, to teach, to proclaim the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. And I thank you, God, for choosing me because I know I did not choose myself. I thank you and I praise you, Father God, that through this word, Someone today will say, what must I do to be saved? In Jesus name, amen. amen. We're going back to Saint John, the first chapter, verses one through verse three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's hear what he has to say today, amen, because it is him speaking, it is his word. St. John, the first chapter, verses 1 through verse 3. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Let me read it again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him, without him, without him, without him, without, him, without mm. Was not anything made that was made. You may be seated. I want to talk again about seeing the word of God for what it is. Seeing the word of God for what it is. I tell you what, going over these teachings and the things that God is bringing in this house, cause we taught on 911, what's the emergency lost souls? Then God is bringing In this series, seeing the word of God for what it is. When we, as born again saints, set apart ones, see this word for what it is, that's when you're going to have change. Even though the change began with him, until we see this word the way we need to see it, you won't have change. Even though God has given us everything, you won't be able to take those things that he has given you and see them manifest in your life. Because I believe sometimes we just take this word, the Bible, as just another book. How do I know? Because we run to other things except the word. We run to people. We run to material things, but we don't end up right here. We want people to tell us, I don't mind people telling me, but I want to know it for myself. I don't mind nobody encouraging me in the word, but I want to know it for myself. Because when they begin to encourage me with the word, if I've been in the word, that's when I feel the life of the word springing up in me because it's there. But if you ain't been here, and you going through something in your life, they're speaking to you. is going in one ear and going out the other like it's pointless. Like, have you ever been in a place, somebody just keep talking the word and it's like, nah, 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 wah, 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 wah. Look like they hush. I don't want to hear all that. Say, folk. Born again people that say that they know him. They don't want to hear the word, but that's because they don't know what the word is. When you be with the word, when you have a relationship with the word, what I say to God when I'm going through, speak, Lord. I need for you to speak. God, I want what's written on these pages, the logos, to become rhema to me. Speak it, Lord. Speak it to me. I can read it, but I want you to speak it. Because when you begin to speak it, that's when the life of God. You need it. Lord knows we need it. Because we don't know what we're going to face on a day-to-day basis. I don't know about y'all. But when you think you in love, or can I say lust? Because we use that word love like we know what it is. But I beg you to differ. Because when I really found out what love was, I said, oh, God, hey, nobody can love me like this. Not even that man, not less he love you. I'm just going to be real. Ain't nobody can love me like my father. Because even when I do something wrong, he still loves me. He don't kick me to the curve. He don't call me all kind of names. He just loves me. In a marriage, when a man make you mad... Help us, Holy Ghost. Yeah, you still love them, but you ready to kill them? Kill them dead? You ready to shut them down? You ready to pull something from deep within to hurt them the way they hurt you? Come on, somebody. Come on, you keep yourself deep within because when they throw a punch, you're going to throw a bigger punch. Now, you know, you didn't have to go there. Why didn't I? You went there. Come on with it. That's what we do. But God don't throw them punches. God just let us know who we are and how much he love us. But that's what we do. But when you get to know him, no matter how they hurt you. Oh, help me. Holy ghost on this pulpit. Because see, when a man mess around on a woman, the next thing the woman want to do is mess around on the man. But when you know the love of God, you don't do what the man do or did. Oops. I ain't getting no witnesses. See, that's what we do. You mess around on me, I can mess around on you. What goes around comes around, baby. You get one, I can get two. I'm going to show you I'm still needed and wanted. Uh-huh. That's not God. So the closer you get to him, no matter what that man do or that woman do, you're going to stand through whatever they doing because you're going to let them know somebody have to stand through. For what the word is saying. Hello, somebody. But we go outside the word. And we do the unthinkable. But that's not how my father is. Because when you spend time with the father, you might not want to hear what he got to say when somebody hurts you. But when you spend that time with him, you cannot help from hearing rain. Because it's in you. And the rhema is coming through you. Oh, God is good. We want to see the word for what it is. Some of us say we see it, but you ain't living it. I'm just going to hit you. That's just who I am. Anything you see, you can live. Anything you perceive and understand, you will begin to live it, and it's no struggle to do it. I have found out areas in my life that I struggled with, and once I made up my mind, and the word had to help me make up my mind that I didn't entertain it no more. I didn't do it no more. and didn't bother me. Why? Because I wanted more of life from the word than I wanted what I used to do. You cannot tell me you cannot stop doing what you do. You choose not to do. You choosing to do what you do. Because when a doctor tell you, if you don't lose weight within this amount of time, you're going to die. Child, you get skinny in a week. It don't take six months. Your clothes falling off of you within a week. God sent somebody to tell you, now you need to quit eating all that you're eating because it's not good for your health. God's sending you a word of encouragement. Gluttony is a sin. Oh, get out of my house for that foolishness. Go to the doctor and they say, well, you're you writing your death warrant. You got to get off of that or you're going to die. Next thing you know, you're starving yourself to death. Taking man's word... Above God's word, because that's who you trust is man. We put man above God. When you spend time with God, man don't have to tell you what God's already said. You just do it. So when you go get your checkup, man is surprised because man is saying you in perfect help. You didn't have to tell me something I already knew. Because you're doing according to the word. Quit going to the doctor and making excuses. We go and make excuses. I'm going to stop doing this right here. Am I overweight? You knew you was overweight before you went. What you asked them that for? We already know what we're supposed to do. We just don't do it. Because we choose not to do it. But when you in the good book, the word of God, and you make up your mind, you will do it what the words say do, and the Holy Spirit will help you with it. So God took me right back, y'all, to Genesis. Genesis is my friend. God took me there, and God told me this. He said, if you stay right there, he said, if you stay right there, in the beginning, chapter 1 and chapter 2, he said, it will take you through life. I'm like, huh? He said, it will take you. Through life, it will teach you how to live your life. I said through Genesis 1 and 2, mm-hmm. So as I sat there in Genesis 1 and 2, just like the Holy Spirit was broadening, waiting on God. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But first, when we went to John 1, 1, it say, in the beginning was the word. So what we got to understand is the word was here, Jesus. Before anything or anybody was here. I want y'all to grab this. The word was here before anything was here. God is self-existing. Nobody created God. God was here. Because if God wasn't here before you, you wouldn't be here. I want to help y'all out. The Bible say, in the beginning, God, Elohim, the creator, created the heaven and the earth. Who did it? It was God. It was not man. Man is trying to take credit away from God. A doctor cannot fix you the way you need to be fixed. They can only repair you and it only lasts for a moment. They'll tell you, I'll replace it, but you got to come back. But when God steps in, ain't no loopholes. Because he made you. In the beginning, God, just say God. God. Say God. God. Say Elohim, Elohim, the the creator, made heaven and earth. Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? So what make you think he cannot do? Why do we question God if he created everything? Because we're ignorant. We don't know. I bind the fence. You calling me ignorant. If you answered it, hey. You answer for yourself. The Bible say God did this. The Bible say God did this. And if God did this, why wouldn't we want to serve a God that know everything? Why wouldn't we want to serve a God that know everything? So it opened up in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth. It was God. It was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because we know all three of them, they are one, Right? So, but then it goes on and it's telling you who created it. That's, we can't forget it. It's God that created it, right? Then God said, now, I want to tell you how it was. I want y'all to catch this. And it says, and the earth was without form. I love that word was. You know why they put that there? Because that ain't how God wanted it to be. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all hear that? This is how the earth was. So if it was a was, that I mean a change came. Amen. Amen. This is how the earth was. And God stopped me right there. He said, man say, you have arthritis. But what did God say? See, we want to deny when somebody's sick, runny nose, sniffling and everything, you want to deny you got a cold, you're lying. Yes. This is what is attacking my body. But this is not the way God wants my body to be. See, God said, and this is, it says, and the earth was without form and void. That means that there was nothing there. Right? And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So it was nothing there. It was formless. It was waste. There was nothing there, but there was a God. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all better catch it. There was nothing there, but who was there? Who was there? Who was with God? The Word. So God was there. He was saying how it was. But then the Holy Spirit was there. You got Jesus, you got God, you got the Holy Spirit. All of them was there. But then it said, and God said, let there be. God said, this is how it was, but this is how I want it to be. God said, this is how it was, but this is how I want it to be. God knew how he wanted it to be, so he said, it's not going to stay like it is. Because this is how I want it to be. But what made it become what God wanted it to become? Speaking. You cannot think in your mind. You begin with thinking, but you got to have that Rema coming out of you to speak what you want it to be. And God said, let there be. He had to say what he wanted it to be. You got to say what you want it to be. And it got to be in alignment with the way God wanted it to be because He's the creator and it can't be outside of the way he created it to be. So why did I say what I said this morning about how God was telling me? You shouldn't be saying how you want it to be. You should be talking to me to see how it is. Then you speak what I have you to speak according to the plan I have for your life. So God spoke, let there be. And the Bible said he spoke, let there be light. Why? Because God said it's darkness there. He said, I want my light to come in and dispose of that darkness because my light is greater than darkness. He said, let there be light. And there was light. God didn't have no doubt in his mind that what he was speaking was going to be. God said, when you speak my word, you should not have a doubt in your mind. That whatever you speak in according to my word, it will be. When you bring doubt in, it's because you're not believing it's going to be what you're speaking. And you're just speaking based on what you heard, but you're not speaking based on what you believe. Then he took me to Hebrews. Hebrew. That's 11. Um, Hebrews eleven three. It said, by faith, we understand, or through faith, we understand. Now, I want y'all to understand this. God is God. What's going to be is going to be. It ain't talking about God's faith. It's talking about ours. By faith, we understand. That means by faith, we perceive. We understand. It's us that this is talking about. By faith, we understand. We perceive. We see. That the worlds were framed, were made, were fashioned, were put in order by the word of God. It wasn't written. It was spoken. So where am I going? You can read this Bible all day long. But until it becomes real, until you began to believe it and it becomes rhema, it have to be a spoken word, meaning that what I speak, I believe it. So it's in me, but it need to come out of me. God said, release me. I'm in you, but until I am released out of you, that's when you're going to begin to see manifestation. So the worlds were framed, were made, were put in order, were fashioned. By the word of God. And that word there is rhema. By the spoken word. God had to speak it, y'all. You cannot sit in your house. You can be thinking healing. Don't get me wrong. You need to. But once you begin to think, you're pondering, you're meditating on that thing, and it's getting taking root in you, and when something hit your body, it just comes out of you instantly because it was there. Because you made a connection with the spirit that's in you. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. What happens is the word and the spirit come together. And when you begin to speak, the power of God is released through his words, which is the spirit. His spirit is what gives life, but it comes through the word of God. So you can sit there all you want and fake it to make it. But when you get this life on the inside of you, that's why Jeremiah said, it's like fire. The word of God, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. And he said, I can't contain it because Jeremiah was in prison and Jeremiah was mad. And Jeremiah wasn't going to speak another word that God was giving him because he was mad. I'm in lockdown for speaking your word. How dare you? <laughs> I'm speaking on your behalf, and I'm in prison. And down um, in those days, the prison was so dark. It was just tore up from the floor. You couldn't see nothing. So he was down there. But then all of a sudden, Jeremiah said, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, I can't contain it. The word is so much in me. I got to release it because it's burning on the The word is like a fire. This is what I don't understand. If I'm in this word and I know what the word says and I've been meditating on the word, how can I stay in the midst of people and see what's going on and don't say nothing? How can I sit down with the word burning in me and know somebody is doing something that ain't right and just don't say nothing? That tells you where you are. That tells you where you've been. Because ain't no way you can be in this word and don't say nothing. Come on, I know I have some Jeremiah's in the room that have to speak truth. The Bible say you speak truth in love. You don't just speak it just to pick on a person and let a person know, I caught you. No, you speak it in love. And the Holy Spirit will help you. So God was sitting here and he spoke. What he wanted to come into existence. He says, speak those things that be not as though they were. So whatever, and when God took me back to this creation, God began to say, remember, I'm God. I'm Elohim. I'm the creator. I created things the way I want them to be. God ain't going to create things any kind of way. That's not God. God is a good God. And everything he created, the Bible says, it is good. Where am I going? Do y'all remember? See, Jesus, he was with the Father, so he knew the way of the Father. He knew creation because he was a part of what? Creation. The Word was there. The Word made everything. Without the Word, y'all got to catch this. Without the Word, nothing would have been made. You don't get that? You can't live without the Word. You can't. Because the word is what brings you life. I, I, I don't understand people. I can't live without this, y'all. I have to travel with it. <laughs> I have to wake up thinking about it. I have to lay down thinking about it. And when my mind seems like it want to go somewhere, come on back in. I bring it back in with the word. That's not what the words say. If I'm watching television and they're doing some stuff that ain't right, I have to click up? No, I got the word in me. I want to respect what's in me. That ain't right. The world is so tore up. They trying to make wrong right. And if we don't stand up. I'm, no. I'm saying stand up for the word. Not for how you feel in your pocketbook. We got too many people trying to stand up because you think they're going to take your money. No, we want to stand up for everything. The word is about life. When somebody is wrong, they are wrong. And what we do, we bring correction through praying the word. Not through putting them down. It takes the word, people. Not your opinion. It takes the word. You counter-react it. That's a lie. Let me give y'all an example. I was talking to my granddaughter. Y'all know I talk about this one a lot now. Jada. I saw her on FaceTime and I said, Hey, Fastenista. She said, My name ain't Fastenista. My name is Jada Bryant. She shut me down. I'm going to tell you why she shut me. God is so funny. I'm going to tell you why she shut me down because I'm going to get to it. But remember, God said and what he said, that's what it was, right? God said, let there be light. And the Bible said there was whatever God said. That's what it was, right? But check this out. This is what God told me. But God had to give that light a name. He had to call it some. He called it day. So see, that's how he did me with her she said "Uh uh-uh that ain't my name don't you let people call you outside of who you are in God they're coming up with the term "ho." I ain't your hoe people going on hoe men calling women hoes they're calling them bees and the women are still with those men the name. Then God stopped me right there. He said, what's my name? I said, your name is creator. Your name is almighty. Your name is peace. Your name is savior. Your name is everlasting God. Your name is Shalom. Your name. Oh, he said, call me by my name. Call me by the name that you know me. I got many names. I'm your good shepherd. I'm your healer. I'm your deliverer. He said, call me by name. He said, i answer you, apostle. He said, what's my name? He said, I go by many names. They knew him by his names. He said, they're going to know me. But I am. That I am. I am what you need me to be. Call me by my name. The only way I can call it by his name is to know what his name is. God said, my name ain't liar. My name is truth. Call me by my name. Let God be true and let every man become a liar. What's my name? I say, thank you, Father. What do you want my name to be to you today? Call me by my name. And he said, watch that name manifest right before you. God called the light day. God had to give it a name. Don't come up to me. Men. Don't let nobody come up to you and say, What's up, dog?
1: <laughs>
0: Do I go up to the Apostle and say, What's up, Ho? <laughs> I beg you to differ. (laughs) But, check this. If this is what she's used to, she'll respond and say, what's up, V? (laughs) And go about that business and not offend it. Or what's up, slut? What they calling you, what they calling you and how are you responding? Are you getting offended or do you know who you really are? Cause some men call women holes because they sleep around with every man. Do y'all know where that term come from? So they call you out by that name, but look who they sleeping with you. So if I'm a hole, you a hole cause you sleeping with this hole. What's your name? See, this is what the world do. Ain't this what, the world know how to respond back to you. This is the world's way of responding. We were in Sunday school when we were little. And our Sunday school teacher, he asked all of us, me and my sister was in there, he said, do anybody know what a homemonger is? My sister said they walk among the hoes. Never thought of it like that. That's what she said. She said, I walk among the holes. So the world call you out by the world's definitions. Give you another example. I'm still on call. God called it what? Day. Right? Other people might give it another name. Right? Is there another name for day? There's light. There was light, but God had to call it day he had to specify what it really was so he called it right so then the Lord began to deal with me y'all I'm going somewhere to help you understand that there is nothing in this world that can overpower the word of God if you know how to use it not to try to get at somebody but you using it because you know what it is so God began to do this to me he said what do your grandchildren call you? I said, "Mima." He said, "There's Mima. There's grandmother. There's ma. There's G Daddy. What else is it? Papa? What else is it? Granddaddy? What else is it? Is there any more name? Grandpa? Who? Nana? What else is it? Who? Mama Janice? What else is it? Mimi? What else is it? Gigi. Let me tell you why people coming up with all these names, because some of you don't want to face grandma. Hey! You don't want people to look at you as being old, so you want to go out and be a G. Do you know what they call G's in the gang? Generals! That's the world's way. Right? So when you look up some of these words, you got to know where they come from. I'd rather be a Mima than a Grandma's. <laughs> rather be a Mimi than a Grandma cause you're going to see that I'm old. You getting old. Enjoy it. Come on now. That's pride. We got to bring it on down. So God said, what's my name? When you begin to call me by my name, when you're in trouble, you know me. Because you're calling me out by my name. Then God began to go on down. And when he created the earth, y'all look how pacific he was. He told the earth what he wanted it to do. How did he do it? By spoken words. It was the word. He began to speak and it was. He said, earth, I want you to bring forth this. I want you to bring seed forth, the grass seed. I want you to bring every seed forth after its kind. I want you to bring fruit trees forth after its kind. Now, we don't want no apple and just coming together and it looks flicked. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying? He did everything the way he wanted it to be done. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Jesus knew this. So one day, Jesus was hungry. Jesus saw a fig tree, what? far off. Jesus saw leaves on that tree. So he said, I'm gonna get me some figs today. Y'all the tree was speaking to him from afar off. Say, come get some figs. Come on and get some figs. Jesus got there. No figs. Jesus said, I beg you to differ. That ain't the way I created you to be. So I'm cursing you right now. So you won't fool nobody else. That's not part of my creation. The disciples was waiting on that tree. To just die right then. Jesus got to the root of the matter. He cursed it at the root. And when they come back by, it was dead. Why? There is power in your words. The Bible said life and death are in the power of your tongue. That's where life come from in death. From your words. From what you speak. And some of us speak what we believe when we're cursing people out. From deep within, we believe what we're saying is true. That's why you have witchcraft. Witchcraft ain't stirring in no pot. It's speaking forth words. They're speaking forth what they want to happen in your life, and they're believing it. Come on, we Christians do that. We wait on our brother and sister to fall. And we begin to speak curses on our brother and sister. They'll never make it. They always fail. They're just failures. Christian folk. I'm the only one that do this. I'm the only one that do that. No, you're not. You're not the only one. Remember Elijah, when he gave up, he was about to die. This is what had happened. Check it out, y'all. Elijah was a prophet. He stood and spoke, let there not be rain for what, three and a half years. He spoke the word of God, did he not? It's a spoken word. It did not rain, right? But then when Jezebel, that old controlling prophet, Jezebel began to say, send this word back to Elijah. Now, Elijah should have known how effective the word was because when he spoke, it happened. But when she sent the word, said the same prophets you killed, if you're not dead by this time tomorrow, when he heard those words, he took off. He forgot who he was. Brother Roy, he forgot who he was. He forgot what the word already done. We got some Elijah's in here. He forgot, took off. He was afraid, fear. Those words brought fear to him. And then he went somewhere to die. Let me die. Ain't no more prophets. Go ahead and kill me. Every prophet is dead. Come on, didn't Obadiah come to him and say he hid some in the cave? He forgot even what Obadiah said. How do we forget the word when we get in trouble? Because we allow depression to overtake us instead of the word coming in and giving us life. But God wouldn't let him die. God said, I'm not going to let you die. He said, because you got work to do. You got to anoint some more to be in your place. So he began to encourage Elijah. What did Elijah do when that angel began to feed him? Elijah began to outrun the Come on. Elijah got up. He went to that mountain of God. Y'all know what happened. It wasn't in the earthquake, wasn't in the fire. But when he began to put a mantle over him, it was a small, still voice. And God, spoken word. Come on, we need a spoken word. We need a word that's coming from within us. That when you hear God, you don't move. God said, my people are not hearing me. My people are taking what they hear from somebody else, but they're not hearing me. And they're wondering, why did it work for Apostle and it ain't working for me? Because I heard him and you didn't. you going off of me, but you ain't going off of what he's saying to you. Just because somebody said they got healed. And then you're going to, don't you get off your diabetes pills. Because somebody got healed of, of di- being a diabetic. And somebody come in here and said, I got into the word. So they may give you a short version. They may not tell you how long they stayed in the word and the word got in them. They just say, God healed me of my sugar diabetes. So a person say, if he healed him, he can heal me. Now the toes cut off. Because you took what you heard. And then you go on to God. So if you did it for them, you can do it for me. But you don't know the time they spent in the word. To root up that doubt and unbelief that was there. Then when they heard God say, don't take that medicine. God spoke to them. Don't take that medicine. I'm your medicine. The word He said, my son, pay attention to my word. Incline your ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. For they are life unto all those that find them and their health to all flesh. My word is your medicine. Put the medicine down. And I'm a living witness. Had medicine for my mind. Feeling good. Like I know I should. Y'all know it had me swaying. Had me like I was on a high. Ooh, I can make it. Yes, I can. I can make it. But then when the medicine wore off, I went right back to the same state. So I said, "Mmm, I might need another dose. Might need to double my doses, so let me see if you can give me more of a dose. Thinking, See, I'm trying to fix it. But one day, I heard him. He said, don't you know that your mind, think about it, during the day, you're fine. During the night, you're not fine. Your mind is controlling your body. He said, I want you to trust me. He said, I want you to trust me and get rid of those pills. Oh, y'all, I had to make sure I was hearing God. I threw it in my pocketbook. I said, okay. He said, no, you're not trusting me. I put it in the Madison cabinet. He said, no, you're not trusting me. So when I threw the pills away, my mind snapped back in place. Just like that. I said, oh, God, you, you God. God, you're real. But he said, it took your obedience. And it took the word of God for you to get where you are. See, some of y'all trying to get off stuff, but you ain't got no word in you. You got all the word in your spirit, but it got to come out of your spirit and connect with your soul. In order for it to connect with your mind, will, and emotions, you got to get in it to be transformed and renewed. According. Quit telling people I'm healed and you don't even know you're healed yourself. You're speaking it, but you ain't believing it. Paul said, I only speak what I believe. It is the spoken word. The word has to get deeply rooted in you. When it get deeply rooted, nobody can move you. If I was moved by people and money, we wouldn't have this building. We wouldn't have what we have because people were saying, a woman don't need to preach. She don't know what she's talking about. She ain't going to last. It's been 20 years. I'm living off of something. Got to be the word because people was waiting on me to fail. Come on. People were speaking opposite, but see, God was sending an angel to speak in me. Oh, they telling people not to pay their tithes. So the church will fail. God said, man didn't give you that. I gave it to you. You don't go on what man say. You go on what I said. I called you. I called you to root up and tear down the strongholds off of God. People, you do what I called you to do. You don't worry about what man is saying. So he had me to counteract man. Back at you. This is life I'm speaking. So we have to speak according to the word. We don't speak according to manipulation. Because the devil will manipulate. So God was putting everything in order in Genesis the way he wanted to be. Did he not? God called it. I want y'all to catch this though. I'll tell you what God did. He called what he wanted it to be. The, the light became day, right? God began to call what he wanted it to be. When God finished, he got to man, did he not? God showed me this. He said, God said, let us create man in our image. Father, son, and Holy Spirit. He said, let us create man in our likeness and our image. God created them. Check this, y'all. I hope y'all don't miss it. Male and female. That's what King James said. It said male and female. Check it out. The Bible said he created male and female in his image. His image was a spirit. So that spirit had the characteristics of God. We could not see. We cannot see God right? The only way we know there is a God is through his word, right? So God created male and female, but guess what he said? Now, God don't miss nothing. He said, this is what I want you to do. It's written in stone. It's written what he told male and female, what he want them to do. He said, this is your job. Now he didn't only tell them this. He told the birds, he told them what was in the water. He said, replenish the earth. I want you to be fruitful and do what? Now y'all check this. People taking that out of content too. Cause you're missing what God meant by this. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. Then he told them what he had given them to eat. That was going to be upon the earth. Did he not? But then God had to make it plain to them. So what he did, he had male and female as a spirit. Nobody could see that spirit, right? So God said, I'm going to go right back to the earth where I have created everything from the earth. I'm going to form man from the earth. This man that he's forming is Adam, and the woman is already in Adam. Check. God's so, good. so he formed, and as God was saying this to me, I'm looking at the dust of the earth, and I'm seeing how God formed this man. Woo. I'm like, you go, God. God said, I'm going to form him. He said, but it's just a body. He said, I need that body to have some life in it. He said, so the only way that body going to have life, I'm going to take the spirit. When he said, let us create man. In our image, male and female. So I'm going to take that very spirit that I say, let us create him with. And I'm going to blow the breath into that body. And this is going to become a living soul. Without the breath of life, it would be nothing. The word is life. You would be nothing without the word. So when God created that body... This is what God did. He put, the the body was outside of Eden. God said, now I got a place for you. You ain't going to be outside. You're going to be right in the midst of paradise. Because I want you to take care of everything. I want you to have dominion. Y'all check this out. He gave dominion to male and female men. He gave dominion. He gave right to reign and to rule to male and female men. Quit telling women, women to shut up with the word in their mouth. He gave that right to both. He said, I want both of you to rule and reign over my creation. I want both of you to speak those things that be not as though they were. He spoke it, didn't he? It's written, right? So after this. He gave him a command, did he not? Okay, he gave the command. There was that one man, which was Adam. Woman was in that one man, then God began to show me something. He said, check this out. He said, all the animals was created, right? He said, but Adam need a helpmate. He needed somebody to be there to help him with what I have put in his hands, right? So God said, okay, I'm going to take a rib. One rib. How many ribs you got in your body? How many? We got more than one, I know that. (laughs) Some of y'all can feel them and some of you can't. You got more than one rib, right? So God took one rib. One rib out of man. Check it out. One rib out of man. Check this. He's such a good creator. It was a rib. It was a bone. Was it not? God took that bone and said, you're going to become woman. But he took it out of this part. What is this? A womb, right? That rib is right here on the side. He said, now I'm taking this rib from your side. Meaning that this woman is going to walk with you, beside you. Women, quit trying to get ahead. So when he did it, and he took that rib, God showed me, he said, watch this. He took the rib. I'm seeing that rib, that piece of that rib. Y'all know what a piece of rib look like. Y'all probably didn't eat some. One little rib, and it'd be so good, you just still nibbling on that bone. He showed me the rib. Then he said, I want you to see what I said. I'm taking the rib, and I'm making it a woman. You had a man, a body, right? God showed me that body. It was just a body. But God said, now I want you to see that rib be a woman. It wasn't no more flat chested. He showed me everything. How he created that woman. He said that woman had female organs. That woman didn't have what that man. He said, I had to make them different because a man is different from a woman. He said, I want you to see how I create everything, the man, the male, and the female. He said, then he gave her to Adam. Y'all check this. I'm going to move up a little bit, though. Remember I told y'all God called everything in that garden? But after he finished, he said, now I'm turning it over to you. He said, I want you to name these animals. What are you going to call? Y'all don't get it. Let me break it down. He gave us dominion. So after God finished his creation, he turned it over to man. He said, these animals don't have a name. He said, now I want you to name every last one of them, Adam. I want you to call them by name. Man did it. Then he had a nerve to say, Adam say, this is bone of my bone. He had sense enough to know this woman come from me. God closed up his side. See, he did an operation that man couldn't do. Come on, I don't even see where he stayed in the hospital that long. He zipped him up, and he kept on going. He was that free. So he, he did all this for Adam. And then he said, Adam said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Now she shall be called woman. Who named woman? Adam, because she come from Adam. So where did people get? This is the stuff I hate. This is what I hate. Everybody's created equal. No, they're not. Not in creation. There's male and there's female. Everybody have the right to choose what they want to be. Lie. God chose it. Go back. It's right here in the beginning. It's in the be- You cannot choose to be a lesbian when God created you. To be a woman, to be fruitful and multiply, to get with that man, once you get married, that's the only way you're going to be fruitful. Who told you that lie? He created a woman, and now they're cutting stuff off to be equal. And we agreeing with it. i ain't agreeing with that. God love all of us. He loved all of us. And go back. Come on. Just just study Galatians. I mean, Genesis. Study the word. The way he wanted it to be is the way it's supposed to be. No other way. If he created a woman with boobs, he wanted them to have boobs for a reason. When there was no wig, they had to use the boobs to feed the baby. I ain't never seen a baby sucking on a man to get nothing. the word. God loves us all. Even when you choose wrong his love don't change but he wants you to know his creations and the way he created it to be. Now we have battery operated men I don't want to hear that. Don't say that. I ain't called no kind of I just said battery operated men. Because we still save and we ain't get with nobody but a battery operated man. Because when you get in this word, you don't need no more batteries. Because the word will charge you up. He know you flesh. He know that flesh have desires. He know men have desires. He know women have desires. And a cold shower ain't going to cool you off. You got to get rid of the root. As long as you're here on the earth, you're going to have things that tempt you. But you resist. The Bible says, submit. I'm reading the word. Submit to God. Then you're going to resist the devil. If you ain't submitting to him, you ain't resisting the devil. Cold shower ain't going to help you to resist. Porn ain't going to help you resist. This is. Amen. It, and some people say when a single woman is single so long, she, she done t- went the other way. She did. She went this way. She went the words way. Amen. How have you sustaining yourself right here? Because some of y'all got husbands and, and you're going the wrong way. giving them nothing and you're married and you're trying to line it up with the word according to first corinthians the seventh chapter the the first corinthians seventh chapter tell you that you let your husband know but then you come back together again so the enemy won't did y'all read that see trying to twist that too so what am i saying it takes the word y'all anything you want to know you don't have to be ignorant, dumb, stupid, nothing. The word will tell you if you get in it. Any question you ask, the word is here to give you what you need. People need to quit saying I was born that way. No, you wasn't. No, you were not. That's not what God created you to be. And this is why. Whatever we do, we do it according to the word. Listen what I'm saying. Whatever you do. You do it according to the word. You don't do it listening to somebody else because if they're not in the word, you're going to mess up like them. Everything we do is according to this word, not according to the flesh. The spirit is what quickens. The flesh profit you nothing. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. If you go on your flesh, it is death. A carnally minded man is death. A spiritually minded man is life and peace. Do you want life and peace? You got to be spiritually minded according to this word. Jesus knew this and God was so loving and so kind because this is what God said. God said, you know what? I can't find nobody in the earth to live according to this word without sinning. He said, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to come down there myself. I'm going to come down there and I'm going to take on flesh. The Bible said, and the word became flesh. He had to become flesh and dwell among us. He came. He came as a spoken word. He said, I'm coming as the speaking spirit. Meaning that everything that's on these pages that have spoke about me, I'm going to live it. Am- oh, my God. I'm going to live it amongst you. So when I get into the Word, Sister Janet, and I'm in the Word, I should be a speaking spirit. My life should reflect where I've been. If I'm looking into the Word and it's like a mirror, when I leave the Word, people are gonna know who I am. So the Word became flesh. The word dwelled among them. Everything that was needed on the earth, the word began to speak it. And it began to manifest. It began to give life. Come on, even when Lazarus died, Jesus stayed away for what, three, four days. And they were thinking, oh, the sister was crying and Jesus said, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Though he be dead, yet he shall. Don't you know who I am? So Jesus, come on up in there. And the first thing that Jesus said, remove the stone. See, in order for you to get this word, this stones that's in your heart, the things that you have come to believe. Some of our hearts are so hardened with anger, with disbelief, With jealousy, with rejection, with, some of us have a sick heart, with sickness, with lack. He said, remove the stone. Remove the stone. So they removed the stone. After they removed the stone, Jesus began to call forth Lazarus. See, the word was calling him. He didn't call nobody else's name. He said, Lazarus come forth but check this Lazarus did come because the word called him apostle come on the word can call us somebody the word called you and you out there trying to do something but they ain't uh-uh. he said Lazarus came forth and he was bound he said he's bound now I need for him to be loose he said loose him so they had to take the stuff off Lazarus you got things in your life That you got to be loose from in order to do the work that God has called you to do. So Jesus said, loose him and let him go. See, we got some binding and loosening to do in our lives before we take off and try to preach. Before we take off and try to do things that we haven't got the word in us to do. So you got to be loose from these things. Y'all, it takes time. If you've been hurt... And somebody else come up to you and hurt you. The past hurt is going to come up with that hurt. And you're going to be saying stuff out of your mouth that's not of God. Let me throw this in there. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit. I want to ask you something. What tree has been growing in you? Because that's the fruit you're producing out of your mouth. If you got a rejection tree in you, what's coming out of your mouth is the fruit from that tree. Your need to have somebody. your need of wanting to stand out. Come on. This is why God allowed me to see what's in you. Because he allowed me to see that tree. See, it starts with that tree. He said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. Why? Because the seed, understand, the seed that we have is the word of God. When we plant the word of God, that's the fruit we're going to get from that word. If you ain't planting the word of God and you planting some other tree, this is what people is hearing out of your mouth. What are they hearing from you? Is it good fruit? Or is it a bad fruit? Or is it a mixture? I'm going to shoot you orange this day. And I'm going to shoot you a grape this day. Faking it to make it. See, we want that tree of life in us that comes from the word of God. So everything that happens in our life, we getting it from the tree. Y'all get it? Wasn't the tree of life in that garden? Eternal life. So see, when we get to know him, we can have an eternal life here. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven. So God say, what tree are you producing? Come on, don't be like windshield wipers. Any little thing that hit a windshield of a car, that wiper is moving. Anything that come at you the wrong way, you ready to knock somebody out. You ready to defend yourself. Come on, let's hear some amens. It's getting quiet in here. What tree are you producing? You got to get to the root of what's going on with you. I always tell people this. People will say, oh, they know God. I said, no, they don't. Oh, they know the word, no, they don't. Because if they knew it, They'll be living it. And if they knew the word, change would be coming in. Nobody don't have to tell you to change. The word is what transforms you, y'all. The word is what brings change in your life. Nobody don't have to make me do nothing. Quit blaming it on people because in the garden, guess what the enemy did? He knew what he had to go after. Apostle was the word. He said, I'm going after that seed. I'm going after that seed that bring life. I don't want y'all to have life. I want you to have death. So I'm going to twist that word to make you think that you need more of what you already got. So he come in with deception. He twists the truth to make you think this is what you need to do to get something from God. This is why you got to know the whole truth, none but the truth. Jesus, the word that became flesh when he was tempted of the devil. The first thing the devil said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones. See, he was trying to figure it out. Turn these stones into bread. I like what Jesus said. It is written. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out the mouth of God. Catch this. He told him what was written. It had to become rhema for him to speak it. It was written, but it became rhema. God said, you got to take what's written and allow it to become rhema in your life so you can see the manifestation from what's already written. So the more you get in here and meditate on what's written, when things come up in your life, you're going to begin to speak what's written. And that's when it become rhema. God said, let my word become rhema. Quit listening to somebody else and taking their word and trying to make it work for yourself. You need to get to know the word for yourself. And when you do, nobody won't be able to change your mind. Testimony. Teaching on these things, things come. And me and my husband got a call 7 o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. About 7 o'clock in the morning. And anybody know that when you get a bad migraine, you just can't move? Can't have light? right? You just have to go lay down, right? Is that true? You feel nauseous, can't make it another father, right? So we got a call from our daughter seven o'clock in the morning. She had an exam and she was telling us she had a migraine, but she needed to take her exam. Only thing I heard was migraine. I jumped out of the bed. I said, this means war. I say, God, you said, not me, but I know what your word said. You said, if we delight ourselves in you, that you would give us the desires of our heart. Now, mind you, not her class starts at eight o'clock. It is seven o'clock. Then it's seven fifteen. I'm up, me and my husband, I'm, I'm speaking the word after I spoke the word. I'm just giving God glory. Hallelujah. God, I praise you. There is nothing above you, God. The blood of Jesus have already covered her. The blood of Jesus have already taken care of the headache. Migraine got to bow down in the name of Jesus. Every line, symptom that come with it got to bow down in the name of Jesus. You go and you cannot stay there no more. Did you hear what I say? You going in the name of Jesus. Then the Lord gave me a song in my heart. I'm just singing and rejoicing in the house. After I got finished, I went lay laid back down. Didn't call her? Nothing. Get a text laid on from my husband. She sent him a text. She said, I feel good. My daughter had a six-hour class from 8 to 4.30 that afternoon. Went through the whole class. So when I got the text, I said, won't he do it? Come on and give me some praise. Won't he do it? Somebody got to stand. Somebody got to stand. I said, God, I can't go there. I said, wait a minute. Angels. I done sent it. And I saw the angel. Just touch. Woo, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm seeing as I'm speaking. I said, go on, go on, now touch. So I lay down. I laid down. Wasn't worried because God gave me some peace. Let me tell y'all something. We got a war going on. And the battle's in our mind. Whatever we believe is what's going to take place. He said, for if a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So we had to take what was already there and speak it forth. That was Rhema. Whatever I heard, that's what come out of me. I didn't try to go get the Bible and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a a, a minute. It don't work like that. It has to get in you for it to manifest through you. My baby was leaping, y'all. Oh, my baby was leaping. My husband had his hands up just speaking in tongues, praising God, I say, at first the devil said, Now, look how loud you are in here. He can't even pray for your loudness. Shut up. I started getting louder. Started getting louder. I said, oh, you ain't going to mess with me this morning. I felt good. And then I said, "Mm, I know I can sing like that. Those are some angels They were helping me out. So what I'm telling you is, don't wait to get into the word. Let the word get into you, y'all, because we don't know. See, in this world, we're going to have things that come at us because we're in it, but we're not of it. You're in it. Sickness is coming. Diseases is coming. Lack is coming. Even when you think you got it all together, something's missing in your finances. But that's why he gave us his word. He said, when these things come, speak my word and I'm covering you. Gas prices go up. Speak my word. You still going to go whatever go up. God going to take, get it in your head. No matter who is in position, God's going to take care of his people. As long as we speak his word, speak the word. We need to quit looking at man. Man ain't paying my bills. The president ain't sent me no check. I ain't seen their president send me no check. Somebody had to pray to say, release it. We waiting on man to do something. Who is man that we should be mindful? We act like man owe us something. The only way man give it to me is God touch his heart to give it to me. The only way his heart is touch is I speak the word and the angel going to touch it. To give her what belonged to her. Then once I get it, they'll be like, I don't know why I did this. Oh, you sure don't, but God do. And you ain't getting it back. That's mine. God touched a man's heart and signed over a title to a car to me. I was going to school, college, and I was working at Wilson making my car payments and just believing in a house with a prophet, my granddaddy. And I will always listen when I act like I wasn't listening. And I remember I got a title in the mail, didn't know what it was, so I took it to granddaddy. I said, granddaddy, what is this? Granddaddy said, that's a title. I said, title to what? He said, that's a title to the car you're driving. He said, now you can uh, turn it back over to him or you can keep it because he gave it to you. It's up to you. But then granddaddy looked at me, he said, the car is yours, don't you get rid of this car. See, he had a choice my granddaddy gave me. So guess what I did? I called a man, because it's the right thing to do. And I told him, I said, did you know you signed this car over to me? He said, yes, I did. And you got a choice if you want to keep it, or you want to give it back. I said, I choose to keep it. (laughs) He gave me a choice. He didn't fuss with me. Guess what God was looking at? I'm going to school, helping my grandparents out, going to school, and God knew I didn't miss payments on that car. He gave me the car, but guess what my granddaddy told me? Don't get rid of that car. Guess what I did? Because he got a new car, I'm getting rid of this car. I messed up. But God gave me a choice. God gave us a choice. He said you can choose life or you can choose death. But he said, I want you to choose life. Do not let people tell you something without checking the word of God on what it's saying. Because the enemy is twisting the word to make, I give you an example. People are living together without being married. They say it's normal. That's not God's way. Go back to the beginning. Y'all was all in the beginning. Go back to the beginning the way God created it. God created male and female, and he brought them together as husband and wife. Then he said multiply. He did not put them together to live together and produce babies. Guess why? Because that might not be the one you're supposed to be with. Then you got children coming against each other. Then you got this one over here doing this, and this one over here doing that, and don't know where their daddy is, and the daddy out there getting more babies. And the mom out there getting more babies. That's not God's way. So do you give somebody a choice to say, fornicate or fornicate? No, you give them this choice. God said, do not. And this is why God say, don't do it. We don't encourage people to do that. That's out of the will of God. Why did Jesus die for that? When you're married, adultery is a sin. And once you commit that adultery, that woman has the right or that man has the right to just write you off. Right? Don't God give you a choice? But he wants you to make the right choice. For better, for worse. For richer, for poor, In sickness and in health. And to death do you part. That's why you wait on your mate. You don't just get married because they make you feel good. Because they'll change on you overnight. They'll make you feel like a princess. Soon as you marry them, they will act like a killer. They change overnight. You don't just marry somebody because they say they know the Lord. Wait and see. Wait and see. Anybody will say they know Jesus just to get you in the bedroom. Y'all, your choice is the word. Check it out in the word before you do anything. If the word speaks to you and say, don't move, don't move. He spoke. Spend time with the word, y'all. It's in the Word. It's in the Word. And I keep preaching this over and over again because me and my husband would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the Word, y'all. Some people wonder how we make it. It's the Word. You would never know if I had a need, not unless God told you. Because I don't ask you for no need. And if they ask you for anything for us, they say give it from the heart. It's no money down there. It's no amount. Who does that? It's no amount. That's just who God is. So this is what we do. We walk by faith and not by sight. And the only reason why we can walk by faith is because of the word. The word helps you to walk by faith. Because that's what stirs the word faith up in you is the word. Faith come by hearing. And hearing come by the word. If you never in the word, you're not going to have faith for the word. That's why you got to hear the word, to have faith for the word. That's where your faith comes from, when you hear the word of God. You don't need more faith, because God gave all of us the same measure of faith. Your faith grow as you get into the word of God. The disciples say increase our faith, because God said, forgive them 70 times. 70. He said, give me some more faith for that. He said, you don't need no more faith. If you have faith as a green, a mustard seed, and say to this sycamine tree, little teeny, y'all, if I had it in my hand, you couldn't see it. It takes the word, y'all. Let's quit trying everything else and see what the word have to say. And the word will tell you what to do. The word may tell you, go in your yard, and there's a a little bush out there that you... Plan it and don't understand why you plan it, I want you to go get that little bush and I want you to go ball it and I want you to drink it. Who told you to do it? The Lord told you to do it. And you did it. And healing came. Do what the word says. But you got to know what the word is saying in order to do it. Y'all, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is grieved in here, Miracle Temple. People playing around with the word. People are not getting in that word like they need to until something bad happened. Now they're grabbing their Bibles. Get in the word now. It's an urgency. It's too much going on. And if you don't have that word, you're going to be in a mess. You have him in you. But he said, I want to be released out of you. He's in you you're walking with the word in you. But he said, let the word speak through you. Get to know me. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. And if you get to know the word more, you won't be so mad at me all the time. Did y'all hear what I said? When you get to know the word more, you won't be mad at me all the time. When you hear the truth, you accept the truth, amen, because you know the truth makes you free. I want to tell y'all this. Um, I'm through with preaching, teaching. I want the apostle to